Welcome to the Wake and Take Podcast. On today's show, we talk about the Barstool Classic and my run-in with Barstool Rigs and playing the 16th hole at Hazeltine for $100. Then we talk MLB and the deal agreed upon by the MLB Players Association. Then we sit down with our Instagram contest winner, Sam Simon, and talk about his sports experience and time at the University of Wisconsin-Madison. Then we talk college football and our thoughts about the COVID pandemic. Shout out Zach Briel for the great intro, playing it well on the guitar as always. Zach in studio with us today. Sam Simon in studio with us today. You'll hear him in just a little bit. BG, a bit of business to get to uh, before we get to the interview with Sam. Uh, so I got off the golf course hot today. Barstool Classic at Hazeltine. Uh, so it, it's the Barstool Golf Tournament. 108 players today at, in, in the field at Hazeltine for six spots. Um, at Pinehurst in North Carolina, top six guys, so teams of two or gals. Uh, so, so the top three teams got to go uh, to Pinehurst. My two guys did not make it, not even close. Because <laughs> they're caddy. Uh, great caddy today. Uh, <laughs> no, <laughs> didn't play. Didn't play as as good as they hoped. But we had some fun out there. We were playing with uh, barstool rigs, as many people will probably know. His aunt and. Both of his aunts, I guess, because it was one one lady introduced herself as I'm Riggs's aunt, and the other one said, "Oh, I'm this this gal's sister, Tina." So it was Tina and Laura, the two aunts of of Barstool Riggs. So they, his, his parents or their parents, I guess his grandparents, Riggs's grandparents, walked with us for nine holes. Riggs played a couple holes with us, and then after we got done with the hole 18, uh, my golfer, pretty pretty boozed up at this point, decided to. Uh, Ask me to go ask Riggs if he would play him for a hundred bucks on the 16th hole, the signature hole at Hazeltine on the water. Great golf hole, uh, short par four, kind of a tough tee shot over the water uh, for a hundred bucks. And, and the deal was that Riggs would get two balls, a breakfast ball off the first tee because he had been sitting in the cart all day. He didn't play. He's the the commissioner of, of the Barstool League, so they play all these tournaments. For people who don't know, they play all around the country all these tournaments and they take the top six guys or gals and then they have this big tournament down in North Carolina for the Barstool champion of the year. I think this is year two or three of, uh, of the Barstool event for play podcast. Uh, and so Riggs, the commissioner of all this, a pretty famous guy in the Barstool scene, a pretty big guy on Instagram and Twitter and all that kind of stuff, uh, agrees to it. And he agrees to play uh, my guy, Justin Roth for a hundred bucks on the last hole so that was why I was so late today. You guys were sitting around here waiting for me for an hour. It ended up being uh, Riggs put the first one in. It just skipped one into the water and then put the next one, just sliced the crap out of it and, and put it in the water. And it ended up going our way on the 16th hole. And my guy gave me the, the 100 bucks. So oh, that's that, sweet. That pretty, pretty good. Uh, pretty good bit of dough there for an extra, an extra hour at the golf course. Uh, but Riggs is awesome. Great guy. Great event out there. They had Truly's flying everywhere. It was sponsored by Truly. Uh, and so that was pretty fun out there. But that's why I was so late today. Didn't have a lot of prep uh, for the Sam Simon interview. As you can tell, I didn't say a whole lot uh, when you hear it. BG kind of led the interview. But Simon I was, thought you did great. Oh, thank you, Sam. I appreciate it. You hear his voice right here. You'll hear it in a little bit. Uh, he was great today. Had some great stories. A lot of inside stories from his high school days with with BG and Zach and uh, some some good times out there. Uh, but BG, let's talk a little bit of MLB. Then we'll get into the interview. Then we'll talk college football afterward. Um, so big news this week: MLB has agreed to a sixty game schedule. Finally, the players' association and the owners—I should say more so—the owners finally agreed uh, to let. 
a lot to come back and play baseball. Um, so it's going to be a 60-game season. They're reporting to camp in two days, I think. It's going to be Wednesday, July 1st. They report to camp in their respective cities. Uh, and baseball starts the 23rd of August. Is that right, Zach? Our resident baseball expert uh, here. I'm thinking July. I think it's, I think it's July. Uh, July 23rd, right? Yep. Did I say June? Uh, August. I said August. I meant I meant <laughs> July. Uh, I meant July twenty third and twenty fourth. And from what I understand, they're going to play at their home ball, ballparks. Uh, but it's going to be up to the home club to decide if they're going to have fans or not. And the Twins are going to start the season at least with no fans. So that that kind of sucks. Um, but it's going to be sixty games. Forty of them are going to be against your division opponents so we're gonna have uh, I think is it 10 games against each of our division opponents yeah yeah so we got our MLB guru here Zach, Zach Brill. You, you heard him on the intro he'll be playing a few more songs later on um, but I, I think it's gonna be 40 games against our division opponents and specifically against the uh, the Tigers and the Indians last year, I think we were like 27 and 8 or 27 and 10, something like that. So, I mean, as, as far as a Twins fan, hitting all the home runs we did last year, adding Josh Donaldson, and then getting 40 games against your, you know, your, your division opponents, it's looking pretty good for us. And is that going to be the first of the major sports to come back? Because I think NBA is July 31st. Yep. Golf is going to be before that if it's not already. Yeah, back. golf started, sure, but it's not two major. Ones. Yeah, it's not a major. Yeah. Okay, so that. What about it NHL? Will. NHL. Uh, Don't know too much. No, about when that. they come back, they're not back <laughs> yet. Around the same. Around the same time. Around the same time. They're Mr. they're Chef all kind of coming back around the end of July, and we've talked about it a little bit, but July, August, and September, October, November are going to be absolutely electric. I mean, we're gonna. It, it's like nothing we've ever seen uh, in terms of major sports playing at the same time uh it's gonna be jam-packed i imagine all the sports books in vegas and now even with barstool getting into um into gambling with with penn national those stocks are gonna be through the roof i mean you're gonna have days where you're you're watching hopefully nfl games mlb games nhl playoffs and major championship golf on the same day college football and hopefully college football so it's gonna be ridiculous uh, in terms of the amount of major sports we're having. It's going to be a binge of major sports, uh, and I can't wait. Yeah, we talked about right now, and I guess a little bit in the past, watching Korean baseball Yeah, because there's literally nothing else to watch. Samsung now there's, Twins, baby. Yeah, now, <laughs> now there's UFC, yep. and we got that fight to look forward to with the fight on the island. Yeah, And we were talking about it before going live, but some big names. Um, don't remember who they are, but... Uh, yeah. You got Holloway... Uh, Usman, I think, uh, on the card as well. Yeah. It's going to be three, three title fights. So three, three, uh, fights of, you know, five rounds at, at most five rounds. Uh, and that'll be awesome to see. Hopefully it's on ESPN, but it's honestly probably worth it to pay-per-view now and watch it because there's nothing else on. And this is going to be, going to be sweet because it's such a huge event and it's on an Island. Like when is that right on the before? beach too? I've seen a picture of it. It looks awesome. Yeah. It's literally on the coast of where are they? I don't even know what. Some somewhere in the Caribbean, right? Who I knows? have no idea. Yeah, I don't know. I don't somewhere know. Somewhere warm. I just know he calls it, looks, it Fight Island. Yeah. Fight Island. Yeah. yeah. Not fire, fire, fire fest. <laughs> island, but uh, fight fest somewhere. island. Let's get to baseball. Back to baseball for just a minute because there's some kind of hilarious rules uh, that I, that I've been reading through here. So every player is going to be tested uh, for COVID nineteen every single day, and they're going to try to ban. Uh, all spitting and, and chewing tobacco as well. So how do I, I don't understand how they're going to enforce these rules. Gum is allowed. It says gum is permitted. So mm-hmm. you can chew gum, but you can't spit. Um, <laughs> you just swallow it. So I, I don't know, you know what, <laughs> what they're going to do with that. How, how do you like, so if somebody spits on the field, are they just like kicked from the game or what? I, I don't mean, know, but who's going to be the guy to tell, uh, Chrissy, what's the dude's name? Chrissy Davis. The, uh, the guy in the reds. No, uh, Yasiel Puig. Who's going to go up to Puig and kick him out for sit- <laughs> right. spitting seats? Yeah. <laughs> it's got to be the worst job in the world. I mean, if Nelson Cruz gets kicked out of the game for spitting on the field, I am going to be livid. Um, but there's a number of other funny ones, too, So and, or interesting ones, too. Yeah. And the only people on the field are the players, and they're the people right. who get tested every single day. Right. Yeah, it, it's, so, it, it's kind of crazy. Enforcing that will be 
entertaining to watch. <laughs> Another interesting rule here is during extra innings in the regular season, each half inning will begin with a runner on second base. So if they get to the top of the 10th, you start with a runner on second. And who's on first? <laughs> what's on second? So, yeah, what's on second? I'm going to head out here. I'll see you guys But that'll be kind of fun, I think. That'll be kind of a fun one. You just start with a runner on second base. It's like it's like wiffle ball when it's getting dark out and you want the game to end. You know, yeah. I'll just get somebody ball. on second and maybe have some ghost runners out there. Who knows? The only thing that I've seen about this, I haven't really been looking, and this is actually like a real rule and not that entertaining, but I don't know if the MLB has like MLBPA or something like yes, the Players Association. They do. And a rep for them was saying that in this new uh, league agreement that they have, there's nothing that talks about in away games what happens when a player gets, if they test positive for COVID, if they have to stay in that city mm. or if they drive home, there's like no rules about that. And the players like aren't happy that they came out with this rule after like so many different meetings about it and there's still nothing about that. So I don't know. That sounds like they're still going to make some revisions to it. Maybe after some talk, they'll take out the no spitting one, but I kind of hope they keep that in just to see somebody <laughs> see what happens. have the balls to enforce that. <laughs> yeah. So it says here, like it says anybody testing positive will be quarantined. And that's the end of the sentence. And then in order to come back, you have to have two negative tests and I guess they're going to receive daily temperature slash symptom checks at least twice per day, and antibody testing will be conducted once a month. Yeah, that's just very vague, yeah. and it's pretty much a certainty that that's going to happen. Yeah, I'm just happy they finally came to a deal, and it, it was at a point where they were going to come to a deal no matter what, but the owners wanted it to be a 50-game season because they didn't want to play pay the players, and I guess we'll take a 60-game season. Yeah. but no, I'm really excited for it to come back just because there hasn't been a whole lot on, and the Twins were electric last year. Yeah, and we added Josh Donaldson. Let's yep. go. Yeah. I mean, this is – Nelson Cruz is getting older. Donaldson's getting older. And we, we got a pretty small window here uh, to make a run, and it kind of sucks that this is the season when all of our guys are getting older, at least you know a good number of them that we're going to need to win a championship with. And the season gets cut in a third, basically. So I was talking about it the other day with my friends that we agree that Twins are probably the best team in Minnesota right now to have a chance of winning a championship. Look at the Wolves; like they're yeah. not even the discussion. Wild. I guess you can never count them out. Vikings were in that hunt too, but the Twins have all that it takes. Got Donaldson, like you said, that'd be awesome, and it'd be a bright spot in 2020. But. I know we always predict a championship before a season starts, but right. that's kind of our specialty. But we here. give it the we'll give it the wake and take guarantee tonight. Yeah, it's one of the strongest guarantees you can get. <laughs> um, let's get to the interview with Sam Simon. It's a good one. Here he is, Sam Simon. We now welcome on the former baseball standout, tennis star, lead scorer for the Space Jammers, LDN producer and lead vocalist, and maybe most importantly of all, Linner Park legend Sam Simon. Uh, Simon, which of those titles would you say you're most proud of that I just read off? That's quite the intro. Um, I'd probably say, can you hear me out right here? Okay. Um, I'd probably say the Leonard Park legend for, for for talking top dog title right there. Leonard Park legend. A lot of memories made on that field. A lot of bad memories too, honestly, <laughs> but yeah, yeah. a lot of good ones. And for the people who don't know, Leonard Park is where you and your high school buddies played football growing it's where, up. It's where Brady it's G and me and, and ZBC over here, uh, it was our stomping grounds. It's probably two minutes from my house. Yeah. We had some, some pretty big showdowns there and uh, some, some outside of sports events there that we won't go into maybe. But um, no, it's, it was where I grew up and yeah, my, my legend cemented over there. I think literally every single weekend from late elementary school to probably early high school like oh, every dude. Saturday yeah. tackle football out there uh, I would get for hours and you know I was a little guy kind of a little chunky growing up so I'd get my ass kicked over there pretty good and burned pretty good on the the out routes and stuff but some pretty <laughs> pretty legendary football games yeah get real sweaty over there yeah and, and one second here for the people who didn't see on Instagram we we're, we're joined by Sam Simon the winner of our Instagram contest oh yeah uh, he, he won the fan contest to, to get on the show yeah. here and it looks a lot like of controversy it, there was yeah, some what controversy. was that all about I, uh, I didn't expect so much hate you uh, know it was a very fair process a very very fair process and uh you you won outright yeah. it was and, actually a lot more fair than people thought yeah it was. i will say that there was i did it twice <laughs> so random generator online put everybody's name in for how many times they like, entered it yeah 
first person that came up, hopefully, I guess you could be listening, but Jack Suriano, which I don't know. He's one of the Australian guys. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a, yeah, I know him. He's no, a surfer boy. Okay, like, I don't know who that is. Did it again, <laughs> Sam Simon. So yeah. you're the second one, but. <laughs> Shout yeah. out Jack. Shout Sorry, out Jack. Jack Suriano. <laughs> Briel's got a question here. Jack, in, sucks in, to suck, huh, buddy? In just a minute. But I, I'm pretty sure Simon was the only one who did like or, did or all comment. Three. You tag two people and post on your story. So he, he was want the odds-on favorite to win, and yep. he won. Yeah, what, so. what set you apart is you commented who we should get as our next guest with Baker Mayfield, right. yeah. who's coming in two and a half weeks. That's two and, and a half do weeks, it. yeah. In it's person, awesome. flying yeah. up here. So yeah. Briel's got a question, it sounds like. Uh, all right, okay, it looks he like He lost it his away. question. He lost it. That's all right. Uh, he'll find it back. Uh, Maybe not. We're also going to... Uh, I don't know if it should be a surprise or not, but we're also going to, the listeners will be delighted to know that he's going to perform later on in the podcast. Well, they already heard him on the intro. He was excellent. Very, very nice on the guitar on the intro. He, he was nice. Appreciate that, Bill. Appreciate that. Uh, now, all I was going to say is, uh, Simon, throwing back to a Linder, Linder Park, uh, a story, um, with our freshman year, we were playing a bunch of seniors. Uh, it was our, one of our, we played tackle, but it never in the, never in the fall. Uh, we played some tackle football with Simo, uh, Brady, Jarrett, my brother, and I. Um, and we uh, played some seniors, and <laughs> uh, I was talking so much shit. And Jarrett, Brady, er, and uh, Brady and Simo were the only ones tackling. And I was just talking so much shit. We whooped him. I was on homecoming. It was a great. Oh memory, yeah, so. I do remember, remember that? that. That was sick, dude. And I, I didn't, I didn't have a single tackle the whole game. I was just talking the most shit. And you guys were actually the only ones playing. I thought that was. Uh, I think. <laughs> I, I think I was. Uh, I think I was doing one more talk in the plane too. A couple of uh-huh. eat my asses. A uh, couple grab of the the lower region. Yeah, I mean. Yeah, it was a, it was a good time though. That was a good game. Not only did you shit talk the opponents, you almost or you also fought maybe your teammates or neighborhood pals and a kid named JJ. I believe <laughs> a, a little altercation between the two. I don't know if you want to. Oh yeah, sure. Um, when I was, wow, that's a funny question. Uh, yeah, I mean, like uh, you know, Leonard Park got heated, and uh, it was it was our stompy ground for so long, and that you know these games would be tight, and you know I've known uh, I know Heffel Hump for um, you know fuck how many years, probably since we were really little, and uh, he was just a kid in the neighborhood, and uh, you know I still know him, and I talk to him every once in a while, but uh, <laughs> yeah, we were playing in the snow, and. Uh, I lay a pretty mean hit on him. He's laying on the ground. I decided to give him a little action and took a little handful of snow, shoved it in his face, told him to eat some snow. And then uh, I guess we all hit puberty at different times. JJ had hit it a little bit before me. I hadn't realized that. He got up and started to beat the shit out of me and uh, took two of his hands, started choking me. Not a lot of breath. And then uh, right before I passed out, he got off me. A couple of tears shed. <laughs> Uh, but no blood loss there. Uh, but yeah, the games would get heated, man. I mean, uh, I would I would go home and have to calm down for a while sometimes. That could, yeah, there's so many stories that come out of us playing the football there. Leap, you it know, could go on. You know. Jackson wearing ankle, ankle <laughs> bracelets, like uh, screaming like he tore his ACL, PCL, MCL when he rolls his ankle. <laughs> oh my yeah. god! Yeah, you'd kick the ball, you throw the ball to him, and you, it was tough to tackle him. He was running just a hundred miles per hour, and he's a big boy, so yeah. The thing I'm also realizing now is a lot of this is going to be inside stories, but hopefully the people listening will think it's funny and we'll do our best to not make it too insider for yeah. the people. Yeah, but, uh, that's true. Yeah. Um, see, the, most, of, most of our guests that we have on consist of top-tier athletes, <laughs> which you're clearly not. <laughs> however, Wait, you did, what's that? <laughs> however, you did play a lot of sports growing up and tennis and baseball through high school, right? Yeah, yeah. What are what are you, some of your biggest accomplishments in sports? Oh, um, I would say in uh, seventh grade we were playing Prior Lake. It's a quick answer. And, <laughs> Didn't even have uh, to think about it. And uh, bases were loaded, and uh, it was a three-two count, seven, bottom of the seventh. I think it was like a three-three game, and this was a good Prior Lake team. And uh, my dad was the coach of the team at the time, and he. Uh, called time because you could see that I was shitting my pants up there because <laughs> I wasn't very good. Um, and he said, Sammy, um, if it's inside, you know, don't be afraid. And he didn't mean like hit it. He meant like lean into the pitch and get hit by the pitch. <laughs> and sure enough, I kind of had that going in my head and a guy threw me one really inside and I really didn't have to do much. Just kind of leaned into it and we won the game and it was a walk off <laughs> hit by pitch. Uh, 
I don't know why. I feel like that's probably the most beneficial I've been to a sports team. Uh, I was part of uh, sophomore, <laughs> oh, year, sophomore year. Uh, I was on the tennis team at our high school, and we won a state championship. But, there you go. Um, no, I, you know, tennis was probably the best sport I was at. So I'd, I'd play tournaments and stuff like that. But I had, like, one D3 look from, like, Lewis and Clark College in Oregon. <laughs> so it wasn't like I was an all-star there either. But, yeah. I was more of just a guy who went out there and, you know, played his heart out. Left, yeah. left his emotions on his uh, his emotions on your sleeve or whatever. <laughs> and I think uh, we were talking about her with my with my buddies who know you well, and we I guess I came up with I thought were some of the best stories from your athletic okay. career. Okay. And Zach, you might have to chime in because <laughs> these are baseball. I don't feel related. like any of these are going to be like he hits a home run. I feel like to be like he said something heinous on the <laughs> bench. You know, that like, is the third one. I'm going okay. to get to it. All is, right, but, let's go. Uh, don't have much around this, but. Pitching a game without warming up. Oh, my God. And this is perfect because Zach's here. Um, this is actually awesome. Um, so we, me and Zach played on the freshman B team, and it was a scrappy group of motivated <laughs> young gentlemen on that freshman <laughs> Wyzetta B baseball team. And um, I'd been pitching a little bit for the team. I had like a 45-mile-per-hour fastball, but a mean 12-6 to <laughs> curve. and Nasty curve. Yeah, nasty curve. He'll say it himself. And um, – our coach was a huge piece of shit, and uh, we didn't get along very well. And uh, we were supposed to be warming up. It was, we were playing Minnetonka that game. And uh, Zach over there, do you mind telling me telling you this part? Please do. Okay. Uh, well, we were freshmen in high school, and you know Zach's a little naive, and uh, he hadn't he back was, then. He was naive. Yeah. yeah. No. Now he Not knows now. everything. Yep. Now he's a beast. <laughs> and uh, but he didn't know what <laughs> sixty nine was. <laughs> And so while everyone's warming up, I had a stick, and there was some dirt, and uh, I drew a six and a nine in the sand. And right when that happened, uh, our coach uh, decided to pull up in his truck. Dude, it was, it was straight out of that movie, that movie Holes, when uh, they, they're all digging holes, and they're messing around, and they see the guy's truck. Yes. Like, oh, shit, truck, let's <laughs> yes, go, we gotta yes. go. It was literally like that. He just starts yeah. speeding across the yeah. field, and we're like, oh, my God, none and, of us have warmed up. And, and like, he caught us off guard, and... He goes, Simon, Braille, what the hell are you doing? <laughs> and I'm just like, we already warmed up, coach. He's like, oh, you already warmed up? We had not warmed up. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, coach, you got a problem with that? He's like, good, because you're starting pitching. <laughs> and so I had to go out there, not throwing a ball yet, just started. I don't think we touched a piece of equipment. Yeah. We were just out <laughs> there after school, just dinking around the yeah. whole time. And I, I pitched against Minnetonka, which is a good baseball team. Yeah. And I actually threw a complete game. <laughs> and uh, I had never thrown a complete game before that. Uh, I actually couldn't throw a ball the rest of the season because my arm hurt so bad. I, I couldn't lift my elbow above my head. Uh, but, yeah, so the moral of the story is you don't warm up before you pitch. And you pitch better. Don't stretch or anything. All right, that's, that's a great one. Uh, second one here, it also has to do against playing Minnetonka. Um, I have down ninth grade summer game against Tonka. Pitched two thirds of an inning. <laughs> oh yeah, that, that was a Welch. That was a Welch request there. That was <laughs> fucking dickhead. But, um, yeah, you know, not all the starts against Minnetonka were great. Uh, I let in nine <laughs> runs in two thirds of an inning, and uh, sat down and just uh, you know thought about killing myself a little bit. And uh, no, it was embarrassing. I think yeah, my clearly you weren't good at that either, right? <laughs> oh, 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 oh. Oh, we're getting, into, we're getting into this type of podcast, huh? <laughs> Jesus. But my grandparents came out for that game, I remember. And I remember oh, after no. the game, you know, they're usually like, good game, Sammy. And they're just like, better luck next time. <laughs> it was a really, really bad outing. How many batters did you go against in those two-thirds of an Less, inning? <laughs> uh, I, th- I mean, my coach would just – I think he was letting me out there to, like, send me a message. Like, you're the reason why. We, like, he was just so mad at me throwing so bad that he just left me I should have been yanked after like five runs right but um I think I probably went through the order once or twice <laughs> like I think I was probably probably <laughs> probably oh, yeah nine pro- runs got to be at least once yeah they weren't even big hits either they were just like just single <laughs> up the middle single single, single, up, single yeah and it just was so I think I made an error or two too like grounder to me I was so like panicked I would just whip it by the first baseman yeah it wasn't my proudest game thanks Welches appreciate that <laughs> Uh, this next one is the final baseball one. Comes from me. Um, house baseball championship game. Of course. Yelling at the refs. Yeah. I'm I don't a, know how far you want to yeah, go into this. Yeah, I'm just one, trying to think like what I can say on here. Um, yeah, I mean that game was will go down in infamy. The 
the Red, yeah, was, the Red Sox house baseball team that year was uh, quite the team, quite the rowdy group. It was uh, our senior year of high school, pretty sure, after it. Senior year going into freshman year of college, maybe. Yeah, so we we're all 18-year-olds playing yeah. not really competitive baseball. Right, but we <laughs> had good players on our team, and like so we had really good players and then really shitty players. And so yep. our, so like once we got to the bottom half of our lineup, like it was just auto-outs, but we were just kind of steamrolling these like 15-year-old teams we had found like a loophole in the in the system where like we could play against these young teams and uh, not exactly like morally great, but uh, <laughs> sure felt good to win. But uh, we got to the championship at Bethel University and uh, we had a good first inning, first half of the game. I think we went up like four run. I think your boy got a nice little knock. And then um, the wheels started to kind of come off. And then uh, maybe three or four of the worst calls I've ever seen in in baseball game before. It was a play at first. Play in the outfield, play at the plate, hashtag LaRose was safe, yes. and slide. And uh, there was one final. We all were kind of building up, and I'd already been kind of yelling stuff in the dugout. I think I'd been drinking before that game, too. Uh, <laughs> and um, and uh, I think that built into everything led to me to uh, maybe tell the umpire to, to, you know, suck something a little bit down south of the border. And... Um, Kind of gave us a warning a couple times, and then that last play actually is when I jumped over the, the fence and, and <laughs> kind of charged at him a little bit and uh, got held back. Kind of, I just saw blood and don't know what happened. The game ended, and then uh, the berating didn't really stop there. But me and Ryan Welch had a couple choice words for the ump, and it was it was justified too. If you saw the game, they literally <laughs> blew a call. Save the, the guy didn't he didn't tag him at home. The rose, the, the I was raised was better than what I said. Though. It was, <laughs> but uh, he stepped on home plate. He didn't slide. Um, but there were there was no tag. Yeah, Played the plate really. Uh, ump called him out because he didn't slide. After consulting with the the second base ump who didn't see the play, second base ump ended up calling him out. Um, and then the madness uh, ensued, and we ended up losing the game. But yeah, we uh, I can't believe we were able to come back another year. I'll just tell you that. <laughs> Surprised that ump slept good that night. I can't imagine he did. Parents start. My dad was making. Yeah, some that's comments. what I was gonna. Bring up. I think you and your dad were both going at. Yeah, it. we were really feeding off each other. We had some, <laughs> real, some really good chemistry. We were just kind of just one comment. I'd come back with the next one. I remember Mr. Orr had a good one at the end of the game. The ump's walking off. The, poor guy, honestly. Ump's walking off the field, and Mr. Orr, nice guy. It's just like, hey, blue. Like, uh, he's just like, oh, fuck, what was the comment? It was just like, uh, I don't even remember the comment. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> well, the, just imagine the ref, like, going and thinking he's umping, like, 15-year-olds, and then a bunch of, like, 18-year-olds, probably, like, quarter of the team yeah, is drinking. Well, some of our dudes had, like, just, mustaches. and like, Just <laughs> railing on him. Like, that is I not what he's signed like up for. I like Captain Morgan. Like, yeah. <laughs> Got a dip in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that probably, too. Like, yeah, it was a, that was a fun summer, though, yeah. man. That, that was awesome. a great team. Yeah, it was fun. Um, moving on to your college years, did you do intramurals at Madison? I did do some intramurals over at Madison. What did, what did you play? Um, I played basketball, three-time champ, um, nice. played softball, 0-2 all-time, just two regular season losses. And that's where you met your girlfriend, right? On the softball field? Uh, no. <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, basketball, softball. I played hockey too on the Cats. Oh, did you really? Yeah. Well, I played hockey growing up and then, um, Damn, I played a lot of intramural sports. I don't know why I'm fat, but um. <laughs> did you have any altercations like that against other teams, against refs, or yeah, uh, crazy I, I, stories? I, don't know. I just like I guess I guess my whole thing in sports was I wasn't like gonna beat you with talent, so I could maybe like I've always been pretty good verbally, so <laughs> I was gonna get in your head. Yeah, um, got kicked out of a basketball game once for doing what? Uh, I just called like a fat kid, like told me to cupcake or something, and the. The thing was, like, college guys, like, ump the ref the game, too. So, I thought yep. they'd let stuff slide. So, I was just telling them to eat cheeseburgers and got kicked out for that. But I don't think anything crazy, actually, in the murals. Did you get kicked out of a hockey game, or is that your buddy? Is that Billy? Oh, my bud, Bill Hyder. Shout out, Bill Hyder. Uh, broke a stick on a guy's head. Uh, oh, boy. Uh, <laughs> he actually got uh, talked to by the university for that. Got put on probation. Mm. Uh, yeah, pr- pretty Ooh. not funny. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, Billy's a strong dude, though, man. So he just, he just, the guy hit him first. He Billy, Billy just like by accident snapped his stick on his head. It was pretty impressive, honestly. But that's awesome. <laughs> How do you accidentally snap a stick on somebody's? He head? didn't know his own strength, bro. Like, <laughs> the Hulk. He's the Hulk, man. But yeah, he snapped his stick on a guy's head. 
So I, I've heard a lot about your Twitter. I haven't actually looked. I, I think I do f- maybe follow you on Twitter. Yeah, I go uh, under an alias, uh, Adolphus. Oh, there we go. Yeah. So I've heard quite a bit. Where Where did the name Adolphus come from? Um, It actually came from, I was in a fraternity at Wisconsin, and there was like these rituals that you would do, but I don't think me and my friends are very into the fraternity rituals because it's a little animal housey. Gotcha. <laughs> and uh, there was this like thing you'd start out with at the beginning of, I won't go too into it, but uh, there, there, there was a, it'd be like Adolphus, what gives thee thy distinction? And I would just, I would always crack up when you'd have to give that speech. And so I just took the name and, and ran with it. But yeah, no, the, the, the Twitter game, I've, I've been addicted to Twitter for about a year now. And it, I like it a lot because you're not afraid to tweet stuff that people might be afraid to tweet stuff in this PC culture and just like canceling and every. Yeah. I know you got in trouble a little while right. ago, got canceled well, by somebody. You know, I'm not going to tweet anything like too bad, you know what I yeah. mean, in terms of most of it's just like kind of self-deprecating stuff, you know. Um, but yeah, now is a tough time to start being the, the big guy on Twitter, you know, in, in terms of like really putting stuff out there. And so, yeah, no, I got to I gotta remind myself to be careful about you know, certain stuff I put out. Yeah, and maybe it sounded like it, but it's not offensive, just like you're not afraid to say stuff. Right, yeah. Because <laughs> it's self-deprecating, and it's right. just more no, so in conversations, no, not online yeah, on Twitter. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Yeah, you know, in, in this time and in, in era, it's, yeah, I got to be more careful probably. <laughs> oh. Would you say that you have a favorite tweet that you've had? That either did really well or you just like, God, that was really <laughs> You funny. know what? The one tweet I've ever, this is sounding like I have like an actual like big Twitter account here. I think I have <laughs> 500 followers, but um, the one tweet I only had that blew up was just like some like pretty basic tweet about like, um, like iced coffee or something. It was just like, I don't even remember it. But um, my favorite tweet is when I talk about putting my dick in hummus. I think that one <laughs> Like that, I thought that was gonna blow up. <laughs> yeah, I, I've tweeted that and backed away and went one up. You know, I thought that was my masterpiece there. But and it's kind of funny thinking about it. Like something recently in our friend group is doing like a tweet or like a story, and then people going into their DMs, like a girl going in the DMs for both of these instances and kind of like canceling or like, hey, like yeah. I don't know if you did this, like Ryan, yeah, when he did something talking about the blind community yeah, yeah, and sure. and you talking about, uh, yeah, I got canceled recently. Uh, <laughs> well, not really. It's just one, one person had a, took it offensive and, you know, I talked to her about it and we came to an understanding and you know, it was a big learning moment for me. I believe I was talking about, um, since deleted talking about going to the bar, telling a girl she should start a podcast, um, to try to get in her pants. And I understand now where, where how that's uh, that's that's not cool. Uh, we're gonna edit that one out or what? <laughs> uh, <laughs> do you have any other questions for his Twitter? Should we move on? Um, if no, that's could, all like, for me. Yeah. <laughs> It'd be funny to pull some up, but I'm just I don't know. There's lots of stuff to talk about. Uh, what's okay? This question actually comes from a big fan. Oh, awesome! Uh, the DM'd us a question. It was actually Joe Lauer. Oh. Shout out, Joe. In quotes, what's next for Sam in his music career? Is LDN making a comeback tour? That's a great question, Joe. Uh, I've kind of switched over to from the music game to poetry. <laughs> Slam? Been writing haikus. Haikus, um, baby. Yeah, so uh, haven't uh, haven't got back on GarageBand recently, but the Welches, who are you know other members of Little Dick Nation, LDN, um, I wouldn't be, for, for Joe and the, the other fans out there, I wouldn't be surprised to see a track drop in the next couple of weeks here. It's very possible. Ooh, wow. And I will say some insider info here, breaking news on the Wake and Take podcast. There is a song that is unreleased and has its intro recorded, maybe even a verse. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that one. Is there a verse or just the intro? I think it was with the big uh, Papa John's guy. Yeah. Yeah, that's a sick start. But it it sounds unbelievable so, right now. Yeah. The intro, the Papa John's guy, yeah. the Day of Reckoning the, will come, the, and the combination. Yeah, yeah. It's unbelievable. Yeah. We got to finish that. Yeah, we could we could finish that and release it, so stay tuned. Yeah. And a lot of people, too, are talking about possibly a collab with Kelvin Crank in the future. <laughs> Some might know him as Dunkle Wendel- Duncan Wendelman Jr., a.k.a. Zach's uh, YouTube channel that he made to sing <laughs> songs on about his friend's girlfriends. <laughs> um, and he actually just dropped his second song this morning. Uh, what is it called again? Called um, Before I Met You. Before I Met You. About, about so about his girlfriend. About his friend 
Dustin's girlfriend at lacrosse. Uh, super nice guy. His girlfriend, super nice girl. And that's on at Kelvin Crank on YouTube. Zach's first song was about my girlfriend. I haven't heard called, either of these, by the way. Called are they, are they, uh, Dreams are they, That Will Never Come True. The, the first song, they're yeah. pretty funny, and they're actually pretty good. I really like the second one, too. Are, there, are they, like, pretty explicit, or are they, are they well, kid-friendly? Uh, su- super kid-friendly. Um, they just, you know, as a on the receiving end of one, I would have to think, like, oh, man, this is kind of freaking weird. <laughs> but other than that, it's uh, there's no, no swearing or anything like that. Just... Try to be creative with uh, the creepiness, kind of. There you go. In a way, yeah. So. Got to be creative with it. <laughs> exactly. Can't just be blatant about it. Right. Do you have your eyes locked in on the next target? A uh, couple, couple possibilities. Um, maybe, maybe my brother's girlfriend. That might make that might make some sense. Uh, I was supposed to. Um, yeah, that's pretty weird. Yeah, that is a little bit. I, I was I was supposed to talk to him about that a little bit ago and just ask him <laughs> like, hey. What are your thoughts if I wrote a song about? Or I talked to my brother. Like, what are the thoughts if I wrote a song about your girlfriend? About your girlfriend. Well, I'm sure he'd be he'd be like, yeah, for sure. But uh, I'll talk to her about it too. <laughs> kind of still shifting over to Zach here. Not only is it kind of creepy writing songs about your friends' girlfriends without them knowing, you've also painted a picture of your friends in lacrosse without them knowing, sure. and they still don't know. They and do know they do know, but you, are you going to give it to them or right. are you going to keep it? So. I, I drew a picture of him over quarantine. I was just like, ah, oh, man, I, I painted and, one. Yeah, drew a picture is very understating that he painted a picture that took how long? It, it, it's in the probably 50 to 70 hour range. Oh, my. Um, for free I, and without the I don't think knowing. I've ever done anything 50 to 70 hours. Before. Yeah, dude, it, it was it was one of the, it was just like, I had nothing else to do. And I was really like, school was kind of taking a backseat just for, you know, it was online and. You had a painting to do. I had a painting to do, you know what I mean? And I was like, oh, yeah, exactly. And I I put a, I saw a picture on Instagram of of them, and they're my good friends from lacrosse. I'm like, damn, they look really good in this. I'm like, let me, let me paint them. Did you go off the dome, or were you looking at a picture? I was looking at a picture the whole time. Off the yep. Dome. So off the, you would say you were looking at a picture of your friends for about 50, for about 50 to 70 hours. Okay. And, and when you put it that way, it makes me sound like a big, giant creep, except when I didn't tell them. No. I will, <laughs> but I will say that uh, I did make the, the conscious decision that, you know what? If this post, if this painting's hanging in my room, what does that make me look like? So I finally, <laughs> after it was finished, um, right. texted him like, "Hey guys, like more of an FYI instead of a, you know, <laughs> hey do you, do you want a picture?" But it's, I got it's already a painting coming your way. It already it already got made, and Happy and they were birthday. like, "Oh, they're super. They were they were thrilled about it, and they seemed thrilled it's about it." And so it, it's, it's not it's it's a little creepy, but it's also a nice gesture. Yeah, That's yeah. like a nice thing to do. appreciate that. Yeah, I so guess. I. And next time I'll tell them before I do it again. Or tell someone else before <laughs> I do before it. Before you made that decision, like, oh, that's kind of creepy having it hanging up in my bedroom and texted them. How long had it been hanging up in your bedroom, right above where you sleep? Okay, we'll clarify. <laughs> in my bedroom, not above where I sleep. Just Come right on, above Give the lotion credit. and the tissues or no? <laughs> no, no, no. Just, uh, other, just side? other side. Yeah, other side. There you go. <laughs> All right. Very good. Um... Let's see. The only thing I have left is random stories that aren't sports related. Cool. And I guess we'll some just of the best stories I've ever heard. <laughs> Super funny. All right. We'll start with this was in high school. Okay. When you had an open house yeah. at your house for like two hours because your parents <laughs> came home early or something. Sorry. Are you talking about when I was 15? But you had an open house for like an hour. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, dude. Um, I don't think my brain was developed at that time, like, at all. <laughs> yeah, you know, uh, I was very angsty at that time. Um, mom and uh, dad said, hey, we're going to go over to our, our neighbor's house for a little bit and, you know, have a couple beers. And, uh, you know, my, my little tiny pea brain thought that that was, like, enough time to throw a full-down banger at my crib. And so at, for, at first it was going to be, like, four or five dudes coming over, and then maybe we just kind of hide everything when they get there. People are calling people, like, from other schools. Simon's got an open crib. Oh, it turned into a mess. Like, that's how they all do, right, though? Like, you, it's like, you know, Grant invites one person, and that girl invites two people. That guy, girl invites someone on the basketball team at Hopkins, you know? It's in suddenly, like, <laughs> places, places packed. And they're next, like, door. <laughs> and, they're like, and so, like, I'm, like, I am so screwed, and I'm like, all right, fuck it, let's go with it. And uh, probably two hours in, hour and a half in, and uh, I'm trying. I'm kind of freaking out, trying to get everything together, and I just see like three or four dudes just rolling up a fatty in our kitchen. This is where my family eats. 
<laughs> and like this is right next to the front door they come in and that's when I knew I had, I had lost control and uh had to kick everyone out my dad came home party was shut down he was obviously very uh concerned why the whole house smelled like Cheech and Chong's basement and <laughs> but yeah don't throw uh you're throwing open house probably more than two hours of of, of uh, window time I'm a, I think I've grown and matured since then, though. Yeah. At least a little bit. And we can see that maturity that you're talking about at the Little Caesars in Lacrosse. Correct. <laughs> when, we, <laughs> when we were there for Oktoberfest, I think it was, and uh, kind of an altercation. Can I <laughs> Some say, words were exchanged there. Can I, can I say awesome. this? Like, you know what I'm going to say? Oh, like, oh, yeah. Uh, I don't know. We were kind of in like a lull in the day. I went up for uh, Oktoberfest at Lacrosse, and we we're at the Little Caesars, and I'd had you know sixteen to seventeen beers that day, and <laughs> was feeling myself, feeling confident. And uh, we were at the Little Caesars, kind of causing a ruckus. There was a subway, if I remember correctly. Me and, Z- yeah. me and Zach, you went to it. Didn't something happen there? Yeah, too? yeah, dude. It was a, it was a weird walk. Like I walked, <laughs> I was walking, and we stopped at the subway. And it's crazy, man. We started at Quick Trip. I'm yeah. sure there was something going on there, and then we walked right into Subway, man, and someone called you out for the jersey you were wearing. I don't. It was just. What was it? it was you were in a sweet jersey. It was the Mighty Ducks jersey. Yeah, but yeah, it was Banks, I, Charlie Banks. Yeah, and someone called you out for that, and you shouted across. But it, anyway, yeah, we were, we got, I was I was going head to head with him, and then I somehow like some random dude like I ordered my sandwich. He's like, oh, hey, he's like, buddy, look in my pocket. He had like an ice, and like a Smirnoff ice. I'm like, I'm getting <laughs> ice inside the Subway right now. <laughs> that was that, and then I go over to the the. the uh, What's that place called? Little, 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 Caesars? Little Caesars. Yeah, that it was pretty rowdy in there, and uh, we're all sitting there. And I guess I kind of wanted the energy to kind of keep keep staying high. And some dude was wearing a Purdue Boilermakers sweatshirt, and I'm like, "All right." I was like, "Hey, boys, watch this." And I looked over at. And he the, didn't. He didn't say anything to you before, you, right? No, no. He was just some random dude there, and uh, I was and just, you're like, just like before you're like, "Boys, you got you got my back in this, right?" And we we're just like, "Yes," but like, what the fuck's gonna? What are we gonna do? And uh, I was like, <laughs> I didn't know what I was gonna say to him, but it was just a random dude. I'm like, "Hey, uh, Purdue uh, Boilermakers, uh, more like Purdue Gaylor Makers, <laughs> and uh, probably you know not a great shirt, but that place went fucking nuts." <laughs> Like the they thought it, I had just reinvented the wheel. Like people were like, just like getting up. And then I got up and I got excited. I did a little, little celebratory dance, did a little, <laughs> if you've seen uh, always sunny in Philadelphia, a little Mac dance. And uh, the dude took it super well. Mm-hmm. Uh, probably wouldn't have flown in today. <laughs> and it was crazy. Cause besides like our friend group, which was like four or five guys there, literally everybody else in that little Caesars were strangers. And it was like, we picked and placed every single person there to be on our side. <laughs> Every single person except the Purdue guy just went crazy and erupted. Purdue guy was smiling. And totally and he's, on your after, side. after after he's like, "That was awesome, man." man. <laughs> I'm like, because when, when he when he it, was, it wasn't awesome. When man. you start like yelling like "Hey!" like that and you quiet a whole restaurant down, you, yeah, it was there was probably thirty people in there. You know, he got their attention, and and they were probably that was the last thing they were probably expecting to hear. Um, it's but so it was stupid. So funny that the stupidest trip I've ever done. It was like the biggest applause too. I've ever seen. Yeah, the cook was about to kick me out. It was yeah, just she was pretty big old fat lady, and she she's like, really "Hey, mad. she got I got kick you. He's like, I got kick you out." And I was just like, uh, "I don't know." And then I said something stupid like, "You got a boyfriend?" And then she's <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, that's right. And then she was just like, "I'm gonna kick this guy out." Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah so I guess I haven't really changed too much when <laughs> I think about it. But yeah. that, that walk, dude. Yeah. You, so at Subway. When, you, when you, you took down the ice and there was there had to have been about 50 people in that subway. It was jam-packed. There was nowhere to move. And you did the ice and every single person, it was you could hear a pin drop. All the workers are looking. And you just dropped it. I don't even know if you dropped it in the garbage. You might just drop it on the floor. We walked right to the little season. That happened. Like, I've never... I still think about that sometimes. Unbelievable. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that, that I don't know why. Why was the subway in Little Caesars the place to be? Is that just how lacrosse is, bro? Like, especially on Oktoberfest, they say that uh, it doubles in size from like fifty to or triples. I'm sorry, mm-hmm. it turns out to be like 150,000 like, people there, and there was just that was a packed joint. It was it was standing eat, room only at both of those fucking no. places, <laughs> and you made the most of it. Yeah, no, <laughs> I was a real attention seeker that day. It sounds like, but no, it was a funny time. All right, <laughs> these all these later stories are all kind of the same. But throwing pizzas in Madison, I know we've just talked yeah. about this like last Damn, week. Damn, this is gonna be seem like a huge asshole. Um, <laughs> I guess Which all these people, people different. that know you aren't. It's just when you <clears throat> when our friend groups together and we've had a few things just escalate for no reason at some points. And you're saying it at Apple Dinks the other day. You kind of like seek altercation. Yeah, when, when yeah. I guess I guess I'm I'm not like 
Right, that's not even true. I, I like I, it's only when I've been drinking like pretty deep and I'm with like you guys where it's like, all right, let's let's like nothing crazy, but let's get into a little bit of trouble. Like, yeah. Let's get a little like maybe a little little fight. <laughs> a little mischief. A little mischief, you know, put the hand in the cookie jar a little bit. Uh, we were at Pizza Daroma. Shout out PDR, Madison, Wisconsin. Sponsor. Ryan Welch. We went to a date party, DG date party, um, and all the boys were in town visiting me and. Uh, Kind of like the last story, probably th- put down 16, 17. And Ryan Welch, I remember, was ordering pizza and he barely could. And so everyone was pretty drunk. <laughs> he couldn't. Yeah, he, he was just stumbling <laughs> through it. And uh, yeah, I don't know how it started. I think exact same thing. Kind of one of those. We had our pizza. And I was like, kind of, I was like, hey guys, watch this. <laughs> and I just took like some of my crumbs. And there was this surely probably a nice guy with two girls and threw a little crumb at him, hit the back. <laughs> glass wall behind him they didn't notice i'm like what the fuck <laughs> and then i saw i take a little bit more of a, the the crust and i throw another one they're still they're probably just being the better people and bigger people <laughs> like why is this random yeah, guy throwing like, pizzas dude, at they're like, don't, don't pay attention don't, don't pay yeah. attention and then so i'm like all right this should get in i just took a piece of pizza and full I, pizza oh slice my. and i just fucking cream abdul jabbard one and it kind of <laughs> splattered against the uh the glass a guy comes up and uh, he wants some blood and for every reason you guys decided to back me up like I was in the right and we end up going outside. We, none of us were going to do anything. We're all huge pussies when it comes down to it. But um, yeah, I remember the, the owner of the PDR guy who I knew pretty well um, came out and like kicked the other guy out for <laughs> even though I, I woke up the next day and I was like, okay, I got to change my life a little bit. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, a couple of things I remember from that is through a whole pizza slice, and it was just this poor girl sitting at a table, whizzed by her face, <laughs> and like stuck to the window. The pizza slice stuck to the window, and then she just looks over, and I think she like yells at us, like yeah. rightfully so. Yeah, and a couple guys would go, play. "What are you doing?" And then I remember Ryan and Jarrett had a little much too, a little too much of sauce to drink that night, and they were outraged by what <laughs> by their response to you. Are you, you. kidding me? <laughs> like they. If I just walked in. He was in, just handing it to you. He <laughs> thought you were hungry. <laughs> he gave you crumbs first. No, if, if I would have walked in and saw that, I would have thought that Jared and Dylan, like not even you, just Jared and Dylan had the worst thing happen to him ever. Yeah. By the, by the level that, of Well, that's when you know you got good friends showing. right there. They stick up for you even when you're in the wrong. Yeah, you after go. you threw a slice of pizza at an innocent girl doing nothing. Well, it wasn't at the girl. But it went right by the girl. It was at the guy. There was just happened to be a girl right there. <laughs> Didn't hit her. Yeah. <laughs> just screaming at them after getting a slice of pizza thrown and getting them kicked out of the bars. Like, yeah, kicked out of the joint. Oh, yeah, my God. Tough. Yeah, I'm starting to realize I'm not as good of a person as I thought. <laughs> All right, this is the last one. Last one. Okay. I'm sorry. I may need to get a good cry session after this. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go see a therapist. We're at Canterbury. I don't know when it was. If it was last summer, maybe two summers exactly. ago. But I haven't been to Canterbury in probably two and a half years. I don't okay. Because I was in New York, and then so so probably two summers, yeah. Maybe it was the last time you were there, maybe for the reasons that you got banned after doing this. But we are playing blackjack, I think it was maybe some Baccarat, but you're saying, guys, don't let me go to the ATM, which is a classic move. And yeah. Every, yeah. When you say that, you you, block you're going to go to the ATM. ATM's hot. And Zach, I think you remember more about the story, so go ahead. Yeah. So we're, we're, we're sitting there, and... <laughs> Money just blew like just like hotcakes, like it does in the casino. <laughs> and we were supposed to keep track of Simon. We we were just kind of in our own thing. And I was at the blackjack table, and all of a sudden Simon's gone. We're like, oh man, I don't like we don't really know where he went. I remember Crow was. We were like, all right, let's get up there. Let's let's go find him. He probably turned up. He's at the ATM. Pulls out. I don't I don't even know how much money it was. I added, and maybe that's not even doesn't matter about the story. Pulls out more, loses it all. Goes and gets fried, and this is the part where it gets absolutely hilarious. You go, you go to get rice at the at the uh, the bar. They yeah, got little place. They yeah, got they the got bag. good rice. Hey? rice yep, yeah. they don't have fried rice, so your night just goes from bad to worse here. <laughs> and you're like, we got white rice, so I have fried. He's like, you don't have fried rice? No, like I want fried rice. <laughs> you're a little bit, a little bit drunk too, and and like you guys are just having a friendly conversation. You're the guy, and he's like, no, I'm sorry, we don't have any. Like, we just have white rice. Like, then fry it. <laughs> Look, is that how you make fried rice? You got white rice? You fry it? 
But it never I was telling turned, him I lost like five hundred exactly, bucks. Exactly, like. dude. It was it was a lot of money. But it never like you got you guys were you and the the guy were laughing at the end. It was, it was a funny way to but and it got it got a little tense there. And I was out crawling out. Did yeah, you go fry it? I could just see oh, you so discouraged after losing the money initially, then going to the ATM, getting a lot more, and losing all that. Yeah, Canterbury, and then just wanting simple fried rice. Canterbury's got down. some good Chinese food. I don't think that phrase, phrase has ever been said before, but they, yeah, Canterbury Park, good Chinese food. Mm-hmm. Oh, that was funny though. I forgot oh, about gosh, that, dude. So <laughs> I haven't then thought about it. Fry it. Oh my god. Those are good stories. Yeah. Bealey, you got any questions for him? I, I don't know. I haven't got a lot. Of, I haven't got a lot in here. I did zero prep. That's bullshit, uh, man. I I came in hot <laughs> off the stamp golf contest. course. You got no questions for me. Yeah, stamp contest. Go on. Oh, the stamp contest? Yeah, what no, is I that? said damn contest. Oh, I think it's stamp contest. Like, <laughs> oh, okay. There you it go. It sends a lot of mail or whatever. <laughs> uh, no, I came in hot off the golf course. We'll get into that in, in a little bit here after the interview. But BG did all the prep. And, you know, I, I know Sam a little bit. I think we met. Well, I've, known you for, I've known you for like a couple years. But yeah. I mean, I've known Brady G. Yeah, yeah all these stories. Like There's so much more old. we could go yeah. in. A yeah. lot more entertaining off air. But yeah. I think probably good we keep most of off air. But I yeah. know Zach is with us, thankfully, and he was telling us a story uh, probably an hour ago before Brady got home. I don't know if you want to tell us that one about you and Jarrett lifting in lacrosse <laughs> while we talk about stories like this. Sure. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah, we're just – my brother and I went to college together and roomed together, and we, I'm uh, super close, obviously, but we – this was the first and last time we ever lifted at our school gym. Um <laughs> We were lifting. I don't know if it was heavy weights or not. It doesn't really matter. But I remember it clearly, wasn't. It was. For sake, yeah. And I, it was Jared doing the lifting. So I'm not even making fun of him. He can lift more than me. Anyway, we're going there. We're no. it's, it's October <laughs> freshman year. Like we don't, you know, we're just you know trying to make ways and trying to meet people and whatever. It's a Saturday game day. I'm watching. I remember clearly Michigan, um, Michigan, Michigan State. Now they usually play at the end of the year. Anyway, Michigan for sure playing. That doesn't matter. I'm watching the TV and Jarrett's, my brother's benching and he's like, dude, help me, help me, dude, come on. And I, I'm not looking at him because I'm watching the game. He's like, dude, Zach. And he like one last breath and it comes down to his chest. I trip. I'm, I'm trying to get him help, trying to help him. <laughs> I trip on the, the, the stand oh, and I'm laying on top of him. I'm like. You trip my, and fall on top, on on, top of him on, with the bar. With the bar. So You're the bar. 69. I'm not, sitting, now you know what that is. Exactly. Yeah. Now I know what that is. Exactly. Full so, circle. You know, my face is. Yep, pretty much by by the the downstairs area there, <laughs> and vice versa. While uh, you know, probably 140 pounds is on him too. Two girls, very good looking girls, run to the rescue, um, pull him <laughs> off, pull pull me off, pull the bar off, and then help Jared up. Um, a month into college, and Jared just looks at me right in the face like, "What the fuck were you doing?" <laughs> he was so upset. I needed you. Yeah. <laughs> and you know, we there four more we years. We just got and, here. Now yeah. we have to leave. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Now we can never come back. Oh, <laughs> that's why you schools. didn't go back, huh? And, uh, and yeah, you know, I've, I haven't been back to the gym much since because of that. <laughs> <laughs> no, but that was, yeah, that was something. Uh, yeah. Dang. <laughs> I think Tragic. that story both sums up the stories when it, I guess, Breels might be a little too general here, but Zach, when it comes to both lifting and girls. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, have you, last time you came on, you were petitioning for a girlfriend. Have you found one yet? No, no, I'm I'm off the the dating apps. Uh, there we go. Been sober three months. No, kidding. <laughs> no, I've been off the off the dating apps for a while, and uh, yeah, I haven't. No, nothing, nothing really. Have I had a date about, with a girl a couple of weeks ago. Have you thought really. about like being a switch hitter, switching sides of the plate? <laughs> oh, it's always a thought, my friend. Always a thought. But uh, <laughs> you're, you're down bad. Times here, you're yes. down bad. You go lefty for a little bit. Yeah, exactly. Get a couple yeah. hits. There you go. Yeah, just uh, yeah, to get, you know, get the batting average. <laughs> Maybe you got a bunt. Yeah. Yep. Get, get one in play because we're batting in the 100s here, but you know, <laughs> <laughs> and what, what happens in quarantine stays in quarantine, so yeah. you guys don't need to tell anyone, right? <laughs> no, thank you for the story. <laughs> oh, I could just imagine that. <laughs> Zach on top of Jarrett trying to bench, and two girls come to the rescue. <laughs> Couldn't. Goodness. And like, not to be me, like Jared's a strong guy, but it's probably not the most weight in the world. Where if it's like <laughs> trying to get up like three hundred pounds, and like okay, yeah. like these guys needs help. These girls it's, go up and curl it. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. But right, yeah, it's like a, sure, it's a good amount of weight. But Zach somehow stumbles on top of him, so now he's probably <laughs> benching one fifty with Zach on him. But <laughs> two girls have to come up, pull the weight up, and pull Zach off of him. 
Oh my it, it was God. a situation. It was a bad start to college. Like, really was. Like, was. They pull you off. You're like, so you, you girls come here often? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no. no, Jared probably wouldn't have let me talk to them after that. <laughs> no, he was out. Uh, it was one of those things if it happened in like your you know basement gym or something, you, you would have figured a way out of it and it would have been kind of messy, but it, nothing, no one would have got hurt and we would have had a good laugh about it. There was no laughing here. I was laughing really hard. Like I just thought it was, and, and afterwards we laugh about it, but Jared, it was, it was embarrassing. It was, it was yeah. incredibly embarrassing. So I understand why he's, he was upset. We'll have to get you on a, a program with our last guest, Logan Foote, just a ginormous dude. If, if you've seen any of the videos. I did. And I heard the podcast and he sounded big. <laughs> yeah, he does sound big. He does. He, and he, he looks big too. Just and, and, uh, ideal, busting through his t-shirt. Yeah, honestly. And we were flirting with an idea of maybe going down to the gym where he lives yeah. at, which is like only bodybuilders yeah. called Los Campiones yeah. in Minneapolis. I think and you should come, Zach. I, yeah. <laughs> I think you, Simon, you too. Like, yeah, that's Get a muscle shirt on. Just awesome. <laughs> We got muscle tees, me and you. And just, we're going to do some screaming reps. Yeah. Where we just do a lay <laughs> and high scream. Let's hope, they don't have a, let's hope they don't have a football game going on <laughs> when you're the spotter. They don't have a bouncer, they do. I'm out first look. I'm, I'm in there. I just uh, they got a bouncer at the bouncer gym. at the at the weight club. Oh, tough for you. Yeah, that's what we're yeah, saying. I don't think I'm making it I'm in there either, right. boss. Yeah. I ate a bowl of nails for breakfast. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So that was fun. Well, that was fun. Um, anybody have any any other fun stories to bring up? Thanks for Could having me. Could be anybody. Yeah. yeah. Congrats on winning the competition. Thank you. Sorry to Jack Suriano. Uh, we'll, we'll send this down to the boys <laughs> down under, but maybe we'll get Suriano on at some point. Shout I'm out sure. Jack Suriano. He'll be we were pumped. waiting for it in First person. loser. How's it taste, bud? There you go. <laughs> <laughs> no, Jack, we were waiting to do your first person, so. Yeah, we're waiting. When we get down get under. I think, he's, I think he comes here every once in a while, I, I want to say. Uh, he's an Aussie guy, huh? He's an Aussie boy. That's uh, cool. Yeah. Good accent. Yeah. I assume. I assume. I assume. Yeah. Right. Simo, thanks for coming on. Hey, appreciate it. Congrats thanks for the hospitality here, Bill. Really appreciate it. Congrats on winning the competition. Sorry I was an hour late to our uh, recording here, <laughs> hey, but next time you win the competition. Actually late. I like the, the message it sent to me. Yeah, You're you the know, boss. Exactly. I like it. Yeah. <laughs> appreciate it. You want to hit it? And a special thanks to Sam for coming on. Winner of our Instagram contest. Um controversial winner too as we mentioned but true winner but the true winner uh maybe we'll have suriano call in sometime i didn't come here to lose yeah he's still in studio here he is <laughs> oh yeah uh, he, won't, he won't leave <laughs> he, they will not make can't me get leave. rid of him you cannot make me leave let's talk college football for a minute it's looking less and less likely every day that we're going to get college football just with the logistics of testing every single college football player um and if you know what the likelihood that if, if college football plays, then you basically have to have every single other sport, men and women, play um, in college because of Title IX and all that kind of stuff where if you have the men play in college football, then every other sport has a, why aren't we playing? And if they're not playing, there's going to be lawsuits. And at this point, it, it doesn't look good uh, just with the sheer logistics of how can you test all of those football players, and then how can you test every single other fall sport and then winter sport, especially during what has been predicted to be the upswing of COVID, basically 2.0 in the fall. Uh, so it's not looking good for college football. I fully expect, and Goodell has said it, that the NFL will play uh, pretty certainly. I think they will play. Uh, it's looking like no fans at this point, but college football is up in the air. Yeah. Um I don't know if it's a commissioner or the president of college football, whatever yeah. that top title would be. But I just hope that he goes it or goes with it the way that Goodell is doing it. Like we're gonna have it no matter what. Yeah. Like COVID is serious, obviously, but at some point, like we're, we got to get past this. Uh, I know it's smart to wait, but it seems like at a point we just got to stop waiting and have enough people in the hospitals to take care of people, which I know it's tough to do with ventilators and everything. And we're not getting into like a medical talk here, but. It would just be so nice if everybody could go back to college, play their sports, have tests where needed. Not everybody's going to get a test. Most likely the people that get this from college campuses aren't going to be in severe danger or even that much get sick, like a severe sickness. I know it talks about uh, transmitting it to people mm-hmm. who are more vulnerable, and I get that. But it just seems the last time we went through this, or when it started, was losing March Madness. Yep. And now we're at the other end of the sports season beginning. And college football, like the next best thing, is trending towards being canceled. That's just 
depressing at a time where we could use something like this to come back. And it's probably selfish because I'm a huge college football fan, but I say just have it and people that need to get tested, have them the tests, but we got to get through this at some point. Yeah. And, and what boils my blood is when you, you hear the statistics on it and you look at the numbers and the numbers say, if you're under the age of 24, you are more likely to be struck by lightning and killed than to die from the coronavirus. And if you looked at the report from the CDC on Friday, they said it's pretty likely that at least 10 times the number of cases that have been reported in the U.S., uh, there's 10 times the number of cases that are reported in the U.S. that the people that actually have. So they're thinking that 23 million people have already had it in the U.S., which would make the survival rate for all ages 99.5%. So I'm talking about the 80-year-old gram has a 99.5% chance of surviving COVID. And the average age of death of the coronavirus is higher than the life expectancy in the United States right now. Without anything going on, the expectancy of life in the United States is, the average is is lower than the average age of people dying of the coronavirus. And when you look at those numbers and, and you hear these some some of these statistics and you look at what the CDC is saying and, and how many people they think actually have it versus the numbers that are being reported, you kind of scratch your head and say, why are we not open for business? Why, why is college football even being on the question of not playing? Because if you don't play college football, there's not going to be basketball. There's not going to be baseball. And, and many of these small schools are going to cancel their programs. There's going to be no men's hockey. There's going to be no women's hockey. There's going to be all these sports that rely on the, foot, the money that football brings in. I mean, there's, there's a handful of hockey schools in the Midwest, and there's some basketball schools on the East Coast and on the West Coast that, that do make money. But for almost all of the major sports in, in college football or in college sports, they lose money. And every year, they lose money. And who do they rely on? They rely on college football and a handful of college basketball and, 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 and in the Midwest, college hockey. If college football doesn't play, the trickle down is going to be drastic. There's going to be schools that have no more sports forever, or at least until the economy turns up. And so when you look at the numbers that say 99.5% of people are going to survive this virus, and if you're under the age of 24, you're more likely to be killed by getting struck by lightning than dying of COVID, you just kind of scratch your head and say, what are we doing? And on, on top of that with, um, oh, on top of, I forgot what I was going to say, on top of schools' athletic programs being shut down, schools that heavily rely on football and smaller schools, their institutions, their universities could very well shut down as a whole mm-hmm. with uh, coming back next fall, being on, online and virtual so many less people are going to attend college, especially those high schoolers going into freshman year of college. They're going to take a gap year where they're already hurting for tuition, then take college football, the, rev- the revenue that you generate, and your other sports as well. Some schools are going to go out of business for this. Yeah. And it's just at a point where that's horrible. But also the economy is just getting hit hard because of all of this. And I know you got to value life's over uh, the economy, which I think you do. But at a certain point, there's a small, there's such a lesser risk of it than I think we automatically think of when we think of COVID and old people dying, which old people are dying and it's horrible. But like you said, there comes a point where the the risks are no longer outweighing like us going back and hitting things at full speed. Um, yeah. yeah. I guess that took a turn to the COVID talk. But yeah. I it mean, has to do with college football. And I think about my, some of my professors at St. Thomas. The, he, one of my professors, who he was an adjunct professor, he said this will most likely be his last year of teaching. He's going to get laid off. He's not going to be renewed in the fall because the university isn't going to have the money for it. They lost, St. Thomas lost uh, about $30 million in that second semester because of COVID. And so not even talking about sports, talking about just professors and jobs. and all this, Universities are going to have to lay off tons and tons and tons of people. And when you think about kids staying home in the fall and all this, you know what rises drastically when I, we don't have to get into this too much. I'm going on a rant here, but, <laughs> you know, sexual assault, domestic abuse, alcohol abuse, drug abuse, all these things skyrocket. Suicide. When people stay at home and during this COVID time, all those things have skyrocketed. So you got to take in all the factors. Yes, we're losing some people that are dying, and that, that is that's not a good thing at all. But you have to take in, you have to take it as a whole picture. You cannot... And I think the media as a whole has been very, very drastically overplaying this. And I know I'm on the more conservative side of things when it comes to looking at this virus, but you have to take in the whole picture. And those other things are very, very important parts of life. 
And some of those things are just simply being overlooked. And we're just looking at the number of people that have died. And as far as I'm concerned, it's way overplayed. One last thing I'll say about schools is that typically schools have their uh, donations period in the fall and St. Thomas. And I know a lot of private schools depend they're a large part of donors Mm -hmm. uh, supplying the university with money. And when that happens in the fall, and students aren't coming back, and they're doing classes online, and programs are being dropped, and there's no footballs. These colleges are going to be dry with donations that they depend on, and it's just one huge effect that you wouldn't even think of sports, and football starts the downhill slope of schools shutting down and literally probably getting less than half of the donations because the outlook for future or for colleges in the next couple of years just looks horrible with everything going mm-hmm. on. So, yeah, a lot to... Uh, take in and keep in mind. Yeah. I know people don't come on here to listen about politics. So, and about the COVID, you know, pandemic. So we'll, we'll, we'll wrap it up there, but that, that's kind of my feeling about, about what's been going on recently. And uh, hopefully we get back to fully functioning and, and, and sports get going pretty soon. Yeah. And on a brighter note, we got 4th of July this weekend. So Oorah. got looking, got that to look forward to. Yeah. We'll see you guys all next week. We got a big interview with Sam Thorson. Just got drafted out of the University of Minnesota. He's a Chicago Cub. He's a pitcher, and he's going to be a great interview next week. We'll see you guys all then. A stranger than your sympathy. This is my apology. I'm killing myself from the inside out. All my fears have pushed you out I wish for things that I don't need It's all I wanted And what I chase won't set me free It's all I wanted And I get scared But I'm not crawling on my knees Oh yeah Everything's all wrong and yeah Everything's all wrong and yeah Where the hell did I think I was? Stranger than your sympathy I take these things so I don't feel I'm killing myself from the inside out And now my head's been filled with doubt It's hard to lead the life you choose It's all I wanted When all your luck's run out on you Is all I wanted And you can't see But all your dreams are coming true Oh yeah It's easy to forget And yeah And you choke on the regrets And yeah Who the hell did I think I was? Stranger than your sympathy And all these thoughts you stole from me I'm not sure where I belong Nowhere's home and I'm all wrong And I wasn't all the things I tried to make Believe that I was And I wouldn't be the one to kneel before dreams I wanted all the talk and all the lies where all the emptiness disguises me mm, yeah. stranger than your sympathy stranger than your sympathy 